Welcome to the Church Explained podcast, a conversation to grow your leadership and build your church. Our goal in this podcast is to share inspirational insights and ideas to resource leaders, churches and teams. We have conversation with key team people from Icon Church and other invited guests. In this episode, we're going to talk about how the creative team or the worship team can help build the local church. My name's Dave. My name's Nathan, and we are your hosts on the Church Explained podcast. And today, we are joined by Mr. Nathan Blood, and the crowd goes wild. Woo-hoo. Hi, guys. And, uh, Welcome, Ed. Nathan, with his wife, April, head up the Icon Creative team. And uh, you may have heard such music uh, called Icon Music, which is incredible. But in this episode, we want to talk about the role of the creative team in building the church. So, Nathan, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah. Um, Well, yeah, like you said, my wife and I, we lead the creative team. We're doing that a few years now, um, which is good fun. Um, We did... Uh, also work with the youth worship team creative team before that as well which was you know that was a lot more fun (laughs) gotta say um but uh remember this is being recorded you know that's going out yeah Yeah. it's live now we are live yeah everybody prefers youth to church though right youth always well that's it right there's there's a there's a youth in all of us so (laughs) um but no we you know we we both love music and creative production all aspects of all that and really love getting to songwrite and work with some incredible you know musicians and um creative production people um all that sort of thing so you know it's great great opportunity and um we also have two kids who uh, we have a two-year-old who is shaping up to be the best drummer in church already yep um loves banging away with his sticks and uh, we also have a a one month old which wow. feels feels crazy to be able to say oh, that already wow. like it's flown by so that's amazing Hey, well, it's great to have you here, Nathan. We're going to talk about this idea of um, the worship and creativity within the local church. And uh, one of the things we've written down here is actually that um, it can have a real impact in the church because it takes up a lot of space mm-hmm. in a service, doesn't it really? You know, it's a major part in a service, the worship, the creative side. Uh, and for some churches, it's either a real springboard for growth and some it can be a spring a springboard for fallout as well. <laughs> so we'll get into that in just a little while. But but I want us to think around this idea. Do, does language really matter? I mean, we're using the, the, the phrase creative team. Yeah. Is the language important? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's something that we've thought about quite a lot. I'd say certainly recently over the last few years. Um, I mean, we... You know, we we talk a lot in church about the fact that words have power, um, and that our our language is a creative thing, right? You look at Genesis one, and God spoke the universe, spoke creation into being. Yeah. We're made in His image, and so our words carry not quite the same power, but you know that same um, expression of being able to create with our words. And uh, you know, we we like to say in our team, we're created to create. Um, which is you know which is something that i think we take that as a that's our that's who we are that's built into the fabric of our team and our church and so um being creative i think means thinking about all the ways that we create in our lives in our worlds and language for me is a huge part of that so 
like you said, things like talking about worship and creative, well, we can, I think it's easy to sort of pigeonhole worship as like this one thing, this yeah. one part of a service or this 20 minutes where we sing some songs and yeah. then we get into the message That's or whatever it. else. And, you know, I think biblically, theologically, the way that worship is talked about and expressed is much more holistic. You know, it's it's a... It's our lives surrendered, mm. dedicated to God. It's the Bible talks about us giving our whole lives as our act of worship. And so, yeah. you know, we like to challenge people then on that and say, well, let's not think of it as the team that brings the worship. Mm. Let's think of it as the team that brings a creative expression of worship. You know, we, gotcha. we bring our creative gifts mm. and use them together. So, so just picking up on that a little bit, um, do you think then... Is that a, has that been a shift over the last couple of years in the sense of do you? I'm trying to draw out a little bit of the sense of you, you must have consciously thought, well, we're going to go from being a worship team to being a creative team. Yeah, and that and that decision in there, do you th- has it helped the team? Do you think? I yeah, I would say I think it helps us to. Um, be more creative, I guess, yeah. um, to think more about what we do and the ways that we do it and to not feel like, um, again, like worship has to be a specific thing or has yes. to look a specific way. Um, and I, I think, as I said, uh, you know, I think that words are powerful, have a, have a lot of weight and can um, influence the way we think, the way we feel, um, the way we act. And so for us, that that was one, that's probably the biggest sort of shift that we try and you know, we've tried to, to think about and to, and to proactively do, but there's lots of little bits that yeah. just help with the team, the way that things function. Um, little bits of language where we say, well, is it is that really an accurate name for that? Is that the best way to talk about something? Yeah. Um, and I think all of those little things over time add up to help us as a team feel um, more on track, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, more like we're doing what we're called to do, more like we're doing what God's asking of us. Does it help bring people in i'm thinking like new people Hmm. uh never been to church like you know worship it's not really a language they would use in their everyday but creative yeah and being creative would be but then also you know like a worship team is not just made up of singers and musicians you know you've got people in the background you know making sure the words are right on the screen sound lighting yeah you know there's this whole big thing which we might call production but it's kind of bringing that do you think you know i'm thinking twofold do you think that language helps people connect with it better yeah i i guess um it's it's about the expression of what we do and making that accessible to mm. people, right? So we're we're looking at everything we do and and we are thinking. I, I mean, it's, it's again, it's a big thing for us is thinking about the way that the way we talk and the songs we sing and all of that. How is that perceived by people who don't who are, who don't go to church yeah. or who don't know what church is like mm. in our context? You know. I mean, we'll pick that up in a moment mm. or two. Yeah. It's a great thought that. Mm. Um, so let, let's say there's some leaders watching this podcast today, they're thinking about the worship team in their setting. Do you think it would help them to maybe change the language from going from a worship team to being a, a creative team? Do you think Do you think it brings something uh, more holistic to them is one of the words you used there? Yeah, I think it can do. But I think it's, you know, anything like this has got to be authentic, right? You're coming yeah. from your 
setting own yeah, yeah mm-hmm. setting your own perspective and that this for us was a was probably a bit of a journey i think for me personally as a as a as a leader of the creative team you know yeah. I, I went on that journey first of thinking about worship and creative and all these different things and so then for me i was then bringing or, or sorry my wife and i you know we were bringing the team together on this journey mm. for for anybody who's out there thinking about these things or or if this has sparked some thoughts i think you've got to get that set in your own mind first you know you've you've got to take that journey and find out what that expression is for you what's the best way to think about it because creative is the word we landed on Mm. but i'm not saying that's the perfect expression (laughs) you know it works for us there's only so many you know but um but there there are probably lots of different ways this could look this is us this is where we've landed this is Mm. our Mm. um this is who we are i think that that journey is always a really good one to take and mm. to be thinking about those things is, is never a bad thing. It might end up in different places. You might land on something different, but it's a good thing to do, I would say, as a leader. No, that's great. It's great just to take that journey. Um, so let's think specifically about like song worship mm-hmm. and uh, this moment in a service. There's lots of songs out there. Yeah. Um, and uh, lots of even Spotify playlists now uh, that are out there. So how do you know what songs <laughs> to choose? Uh, with great difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably, yeah, probably one of the hardest bits mm. of, our, of our job, I would say, is, is choosing songs for the church. Because, I mean, it, the way that it works for us is that what, what, what myself and April, what we choose are songs that are going to be sung in all of our campuses, right? Mm. That's a big responsibility. So, you know, we're trying to make sure we choose well. And there's lots of things that we, lots of filters that we take things through. I think one of the biggest immediate things is is style. It's very difficult, I think, to, we, we, have have worked on what our style is what our uh, you know our vibe i guess you might yeah, call yeah. it like what the feel is that we have um through our song worship as you say you know and and so um there's lots of songs out there that you listen to and sort of immediately think well that's not you know if we were to play that on a sunday morning it would feel so at odds with everything else we do mm. yeah it it could be disjarring um so that's like that that's probably the first most obvious thing that mm. you know that comes up that's not to say that you couldn't take that song if the song itself is amazing you, you can obviously take that yeah, re- reshape it reform it you know if, mm. if it's if the song's good enough but so, so just thinking of that the one filter style but yeah. there's got to be more filters that that as you sit down with the team um to choose a song or or whatever's out there. What are the other filters and and other filters that may help other leaders as well who mm-hmm. are watching this? Because you've got to have some filters, don't you? It's not can't be just oh that's the song I like. Although you've mm-hmm. got to like it, there's got to be <laughs> something there. Yeah, but it's got to be more than that. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've done some songs over the years that I didn't like, yeah. but you know, yeah, they were still good songs. So yeah. I can think of a couple of examples, but I won't <laughs> show. <them. laughs> Um, yeah i think like that that musical style is one thing but lyrical style is 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 as much a part of it you know Mm, particularly because these are songs that we are meant to be sung this is a congregational uh, activity right so that you're putting these words into people's mouths almost so um you know thinking about the style thinking about theology first and foremost right is making sure that we listen to this song we don't think wait what are they trying to say there yeah what what bit of theology are they have they perhaps missed or you know um interpretation's a big thing right so you know as a as someone who's been in church for 
um, you know, say 10 years, like I can hear a phrase and it means one thing to me, but if a new person walks in and hears what that, what does it mean to them? Yeah. Mm. Um, what theology does that teach them? And is that the right thing <laughs> to be teaching them or to yeah. be showing them? You know, so we've had a lot. Of, you know, we've had a lot of thoughts about that recently. There's lots of phrases I think that can be very uh, Christianese. You know, things that again, if you've been around church a bit, you hear them and you think, "Oh, I know what that means." Mm. Um, if I was to talk about the blood of the lamb, yeah, like I, you know, I understand what that means. You guys understand what I'm talking about. But if I walk in and I've never heard about Jesus or church before, and they start singing about the blood of the lamb, mm. thinking what have I walked into? What yeah. what sort of cult is this that I've stumbled When's across? When's the lamb coming out to be sacrificed? <laughs> or, or you're thinking about kebabs. Yeah, one yeah, of the, yeah. one of the I mean, that. yeah, to be fair, actually, yeah, I would yeah, maybe yeah, mind yeah. that. Yeah. On the video behind, it's just this kebab spit <laughs> roasting around behind the lyrics. Um, but that is that is potentially is one of the biggest things that we look for, actually, is that clarity yeah. Um, of 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 message clarity of lyrical content. So theology is important. Yeah, and specifically for yeah. new people. Okay. Clarity yeah. of, yeah. Um, and again style, um, but clarity of the message of the song. What is this saying, and yeah. how accessible is it? That's huge, right? Um, and probably one of the biggest things that we think about. And then past that, it's it's you know it kind of comes down to vibe. It comes down to does this feel like it would fit some songs. Mm. Some songs, maybe there's been aspects of those things that we think they're not quite there, but it just feels so right that you mm. can't not do it. You yeah. know, mm. um, this is a this is a spiritual endeavor. These songs are spiritual songs. Mm. They're Holy Spirit connections, and so sometimes that is such that's there in such a present and obvious way that you're like, well, we could change those couple of words. You know, we'll tweak that mm. because the song itself is like resonates in that way that you know you sure. think we just got to do it. So, do you think there are song you, you talked about? You know, there are songs that w we may have done that you know you'd not be the biggest fan of, um, but also. Um, are there songs that you're a big fan of but wouldn't work actually in our setting yeah. or in a congregation setting? Yeah, absolutely. There's loads of songs that I love, would listen to on repeat, you know, and think, like for me, worshipping at home myself, spending time with God, I'd listen to those over and over God. again. When it comes to our congregations, our churches as icon, our campuses, do I want that there must be something about that then that I'm thinking although that's great for me it doesn't necessarily translate as well to yeah. other people you know mm. so that there is that distinction there's so many great songs out there yeah. that churches are doing all over the world that mm. we've just said for these reasons it's just not quite right for us um and that's not to say the song is not great it's not no. to say other oh, churches aren't using it amazingly you know yeah, it's just yeah. could be could be an amazing song i mean yeah. a couple of things i'd written down here was thinking of filters was um to do with the vision and the culture and the values of the church. Does, does that play any part as you're choosing a song, as you, your team are getting ready, you're thinking of the song you're going to bring to the church, or even you're writing a song, not just you're bringing other people's songs. How much are you thinking about that, really? Yeah. Not that your job's on the line, by the way. Wrong, <laughs> but, but let's ask the question because I think it is an important one. No, definitely. And I think this is something that probably, certainly is in our thinking, but actually is, is probably more of a... Um, it's been absorbed into everything that we do mm. because yeah. our team, our creative team in all of its different roles is comes under that vision yeah. of the church first and foremost, yeah, you know, when we, I think we'll probably talk about this a bit more later, but yeah. um, 
everything we do is so much a part of who we are as a church that mm. every song we choose has already sort of gone through it's that gone filter through of that filter. Yeah. it does it fit with our yeah. vision does it you know so i guess um in a more obvious way in a more practical way there definitely it feels like there are seasons you know mm. for us as a church like and, and for every church we go through seasons mm. we've been through a big season at the minute uh, you know did, that, did every church go through the blessing season oh i mean if you didn't i don't know where you were if you were asleep for the last 12 months yeah, but yeah. um you know those that there's definitely aspects of we think we you know we know we're in a season we've we've been we've got a specific vision for the year you know different things and so there might be songs that play into that and we think well yeah you know this is a great song for this time um but everything is always going through that filter of who are we who for us who are we as icon yeah. for anybody listening who are you as a church who, yeah, what's yeah. your identity and so everything you do every song you choose should always i think be coming through that so so i mean one of the reasons i'm drawing that out is because obviously when i chat with different leaders and you know different churches a lot there's some <coughs> churches out there who won't work that way so it's almost like the creative stroke worship team will almost be separate from what's happening in the rest of the church and, mm. and of course that's an unhealthy mix but there could be some people watching They've got a great worship team, but actually it doesn't really connect with the rest of the what's happening in the church, you mm. know what I mean? So I think it's just good to spell that mm. out a little bit about the fact that you need those filters. One of the things you're saying is, Nathan, that the team are so connected to the vision, it's almost like second nature. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But I think for some churches, maybe listening today or watching, uh, maybe they're not quite at that part of the journey. Mm. So it's, quite, it's good to try and think, well, how do they get to that part where they're so imbibing the vision of the church. Yeah, and I guess the key or the challenge for for us as leaders then, so, it, you know, for, for myself and my wife as creative pastors or for anybody yeah. listening who is in that role, the key challenge for, the, for, for us is to always submit ourselves to that vision. Great. Like I, I can't lead our creative team um, into that place of health and unity with the rest of the church and, 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 and that, you know, that all being right. I can't do that if I'm not first and foremost God, yeah. totally submitted to that vision, to that, um, the calling that God's placed on us as a church, you know, and, um, and so that, you know, the relationship between the creative pastors and the lead pastors, senior pastors, whatever, like that's key. Mm -hmm. um, in this, that, you know, it's, really. yeah, well, I mean, you've got to get on, you got, and you've mm -hmm. got to, and again, you've got to submit, um, yeah. because that's, I, I'm here leading this team. God's put me here, but he's also put a senior pastor there to lead mm. the church. Mm. My role is to make sure that I'm always listening, always yeah, being yeah. guided by them um, so that when I lead the creative team, it, it, it's, you know, it's almost as if the senior pastor is doing it, you know, like gotcha. you want, you want that flow of information, that flow of culture, that flow of vision to be mm. seamless. Right. Mm. Yeah. No, really good, and they're, they're just some incredible ways that the creative team can build the church and, uh, you know, being focused towards that. What are, let's, 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 let's go a little bit deeper. What are some of the biggest challenges <laughs> that you've faced as being creative, creative pastor? Uh, I mean, the creative team is in a, an interesting position, a very specific position of a lot of the people in it are being put on a, in a spotlight, mm. right? There is an element of, in, in any, you know, in, in, in most churches that 
have a similar style to us, there's an element of a stage and an element of you putting people on that. So it's easy. Um, it's easy for the divas to come out of the woodwork, I guess. <laughs> If I can be candid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you be that. You're on the yeah, podcast. You can be as candid as you wish. But I'm saying that in the most loving way yeah, yeah, because yeah. we're all flawed and we're all, it's you like know, we're all we've say, all we're got all divas in some part. Well, if you're a creative, <laughs> I think you probably are a diva at least a little bit. That's the only reason we're doing the podcast. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, so that's, you know, there's a challenge there of actually. Um, as we've talked about submitting to a vision and, and submitting to what we're, you know, what we're doing and what we're building, like there's definitely challenges there associated with people can come in with the most incredible gifts, um, the most incredible musical or technical ability. Um, but first and foremost, those, you know, we, we, those people, we have to learn to be part of the team mm. that actually no one person is any more or less important when it comes to the team as a whole the creative team and so um it's all they're all it's all about those people finding their roles finding their their parts to play um mm. so to speak and one of the difficulties there is that sometimes um you know sometimes i guess it, that can be a difficult thing for people yeah can be a difficult thing to be told well yeah you might be able to um, play in this incredible way but what we need you to do what the team needs is yeah. for you to bring that down and do it in this context yeah, yeah. you might be able to um, put together these incredible flashy transitions with the lights and do the most mm -hmm. amazing strobe show and all that but what you need to do yeah, yeah. <laughs> to build the team, to build the church, what you need to do as part of this collective, this thing that we're all doing, is rein that in. Um, so, so let me let me just draw that out a little bit because it's a great great question. Yeah, that. Yeah. I know we're putting you on the spot, but I think it will help. It will help people as they're as they're listening. So for you then, or April, it's creative pastors. How would you do that? You know, how how would you have that tricky conversation with a team member? What, what would you do? So we, I mean, we're, for us, there's always a progression um, of, for people to be able to serve on team on a Sunday or, okay. or a Friday or, you know, mm -hmm. in whatever context. There's always a progression for people in that they, you know, we, we run team nights every other week. That's, a, that's like a rehearsal space. And so that, you know, we expect to see people there and getting plugged in. We, you know, we want to see them yeah. sort of gelling well with the rest of the team. Because if somebody comes in and is feels sort of disruptive or isn't quite connecting, then, you know, there's obviously some sort of heart issue there. That yeah. There's some sort, yeah. some sort of character thing. Um, character's massive, like, isn't it? You know, so that's yeah, yeah, that's something that we focus on a lot is um, you got to see past the gifting to the person behind that and, um, I guess, tackle that first, probably, um, because for somebody to come into that position of serving on team and being part of a being part of that family um we've got to make sure that they again like gel well with everybody else and and yeah. and connect with the central vision the central um idea of what it is we're trying to do and so uh, go into that um that route i guess of the person yeah. their character like yeah. is a you know, it's a massive thing. So it's a bit of, bit of a process then. So in other, in other words, before people get to that point when they're on the platform, they've gone through a bit of a process, having a bit of a mm -hmm. staging 
where you're able to see what they're like, not just in the sense of gifting and ability, but what's the heart like? I suppose that's what you're looking for. Isn't yeah. It? What, what are, are, are they being a team member mm-hmm. or are they being a solo person on there who just wants to do their own thing? I often think about this idea of difference between influence and fame because sometimes people are looking for fame, you know, but they will have influence when they're on the stage. That's the reality. Mm. They will yeah. have influence. But if they're looking for fame, they may mm. be you know in a church setting that's the wrong place to be isn't it yeah and i think the like the beauty of of having you know sort of process like that is that you can you can you know you've got somebody who's been turned up to team nights they're getting involved they they sort of know their stuff you drop them on team as a one-off and just watch Mm. just see how you know what happens how do they react what do they do have they suddenly forgotten everything that we talked about and they're off doing their own thing or have they really come under you know the the like i say the central vision you know Um, yeah no I, I I love it and I love because we've worked quite closely because obviously uh, you led the youth um, creative team uh, for many years and when I was a youth pastor and that whole thing around character it just reminded me that some of the the the, the best the, the best worship leaders or the best team players we've had have been those uh, definitely those of character they might not have been the most gifted mm. but they were the best for us mm. and uh, I think I think that's so key and we always, we say a phrase um, uh, the the team I'm a part of is bigger than the part I play yeah and say uh, that again for the, people that's... the team I'm a part of is yeah. bigger than the part I play yeah and so you know like bringing them under the vision under everything I think uh, yeah there's just so many great takeaways for people but we're going to look at top three takeaways and they're not your um, you know Friday night takeaways oh, we can do that after about. if you want we're, yeah we'll, we'll talk about that afterwards <laughs> yeah. but the three takeaways for building a healthy team that serves the church yeah so I, I, I mean you know we've, we've touched on this a little bit through what we've been saying but the biggest thing probably for, for me for us is is to submit to the vision is to make sure that we as leaders are submitting to submitting to the vision of our pastor of of our church what what are we doing and who are we um and then um making sure that what we do as a team builds that vision is part of that vision doesn't do anything to detract from that but actually um moves us towards that together um and then individually on, on an individual level trying to make sure that every person on the team understands that they are part of that vision mm. that that their role is to serve that greater whole to gotcha. be part of that bigger picture mm. so submit to the vision is like the biggest thing that i that's could say number, that's the number one big thing oh absolutely yeah. 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 yeah yeah definitely and i think everything that we do and and you know we talked about the journeys we've been on with language and all these different things they've all been part of us looking at the vision of icon as a right. whole and thinking what are we doing to help yeah. that move forward? Mm. What are we helping? What are we doing to help serve that? So, um, the second takeaway for me is uh, choose or value people over tasks. Great. Value people over what they do, what they bring, um, because I mean, as we talked about, people can come with all sorts of um, baggage or all sorts of ideas of mm. grandeur and fame and these different things or people might come with the lowest self-esteem and you know yeah, and you've got to draw right, them out of the right. cell you know people um people can come in all sorts of places but the church's people 
mm. right? It, you know, it's it's not what we do on a Sunday. We're we're putting together a service and we're trying to create these moments and these atmospheres of worship. But first and foremost, it's bringing people together in unity and community to worship God together. And that that worship, as we said, doesn't isn't limited to the songs that we sing. It's 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 all of our lives together. And so, for me, making sure that um, I as a leader. Uh, um, focused on the people that make up the team rather than the roles that they do rather than the things that they do week in week out that actually my focus is on are they growing as a person are they uh, walking further in their you know their relationship with Jesus like are they being discipled is that happening because yeah we want them to grow in their skill we want them to grow in their technical ability but first and foremost we want them to draw closer and closer to jesus um and be led in that way before any of the other stuff happens yeah Yeah. Yeah, i love that Mm. um and then the third takeaway and again this has been a massive thing for us is consistency is key Mm. and consistency is the number one thing almost um for me as a leader that I am a consistent leader, that I bring consistency to the table in my interactions with my team, mm. in, in what I do, that people know they can rely on me um, and that they can rely on what we do as pastors, you know, week in, week out, that we're consistent in that. Consistent then in um, what the team does as a whole and the structure of that. So, you know, if you're going to have rehearsals, have them every two weeks like, and commit to that. If yeah. you're going to do a sound check and you're going to keep it to half an hour, then keep it to half an mm. hour and do it every week. You know, it's things like that where it's people, um, you know, know and understand that, that that's what we do and that's who yeah. we are and, and that consistency, I think, is vital. Mm. And then past that consistency in our expression of worship every yeah. time we gather. Mm. Yeah. Because again, like I talked about earlier, style and lyrics, theology, all these things come into play. But we want to make sure that week in, week out, we deliver a consistent experience that if a new person turns up one week and thinks, wow, that you know, I've never experienced anything like that. They turn up the next week and think, yeah, that's exactly what it was like yeah. last week as well. Yeah. You know, it's um, that they get that same experience, that mm. they get that consistency. Because for me, that's what... Um, when when we've got that consistency and it's a strong consistency that we bring, yeah, that's what leads people on that journey then of getting involved, of of sticking around, of you know of yeah. of, of building and, and and becoming part of what we do. Mm. Yeah, so I mean, obviously those three takeaways, great takeaways for people, I think, mm. and um, you've done an amazing job, obviously at, at, at Icon Church. You know, you guys have built the team and been involved in that, written your own songs. We'll maybe come back to that on another podcast, yeah, just to definitely. discuss about songwriting and mm-hmm. that sort of you know stuff as well. Mm. Um, sort of final question, you know, how, how do you think um, churches under 75, um, how, how can they create an amazing worship team or creative team? What, you know, because obviously, uh, you know, Icon Church is a little bit bigger than 75, the main campus. So you've got quite a lot of resources there. What what can other church leaders do? Maybe they're looking in and they're thinking, well, you know, I don't have a big team. What, what can I do? So yeah. what, what advice would you give them? Um, I think for, first and foremost is is build with what you have. Yeah. Mm. Like look at what's in your hands and use that. You know, mm. take take advantage of um, of what's there. Use the people that are around and are willing and are 
are involved, you yeah. know, like we talked about, find find people who are all in with the vision and, and just find the bit of something that they might be able to do, you yeah. know, and uh, grow them in that. Um, it's easy to look at churches that, are, you know, feel like they're so far ahead, feel like they're way down the line and think, well, if only we had that or if only we <laughs> if only we could do X, Y, Z. Um, but where you're at. You, you've you have tools available to you you know mm. there either there are people there who are ready and willing to serve or if you if you come into this and you're listening and you're thinking well no that's great but there is literally no one then you know you've got a computer you, you've got the internet you can go out there and find some great um expressions of worship yeah. you know and, and bring those into your service and say well you know if we haven't got a team then at least we've got this give people a vision of what it is we want to build yeah, and then right, start yeah. saying right so now how do we start to move towards this mm. you know um you've got to take what's in your hands because that's what we've done every step of the way um i think is just looked at what we've got and thought all right what we're going to do with this then you know how are we yeah. going to use this to its full mm. potential um but within that always create opportunities for growth as well because you can say well we take what we've got and we'll use it but then you've got to have that sort of i would say tread the line between being content and discontent yeah you know you want to be happy with where you're at but you want to always be looking to get that little bit further yeah, you know the, what's the next steps really yeah, yeah. Um, and so creating opportunities for growth, I think, within whatever you do. If you're saying, well, all we've got is two instrumentalists and a vocalist, that's great. Build with that. Do the best you can with that. Mm. And then make sure there's an opportunity for that other instrumentalist to come in and say, right, so how are they going to add to the team? Or okay, yeah. how are we going to bring somebody else in and grow that? Mm. Um, because it's always, you know, we, we always want to be moving forward moving things along trying to do something new trying to create something fresh right yeah um and then i guess like there's we've again alluded to this but we've spent a lot of time over years thinking about our style thinking about our vibe thinking about what we bring to the table um and who we are as a church and i think that's really important is is sort of finding your niche yeah it's very easy again to look at these massive churches in america and australia and think well they've got it nailed so maybe we've got to be like that mm. but actually that you know there's a unique expression in every church i'd say mm. a unique expression of of the um presence of god and of what god has has called his people to be and so there's a niche for you in um but it's got to be an authentic thing right you know you're trying to find who you are not who you're um emulating or who you're yeah. trying to be mm, yeah. that's a difficult thing to do and it's not you know it's not it's not a quick thing it's not an easy journey but i think again it comes down to looking at what you've got who who who's around and and who you are and mm. the vision of the church who are you trying to reach um what are you trying to accomplish all of those things then come together to i think dictate then um what is this going to look like? What is this going to feel like? And committing to that, finding consistency in that, I think is super important mm. um, because whatever, again, whatever it looks like, whether it, it's a full band or it's a couple of people, that being consistent week in, week out, mm. that being reliable, people turning up and knowing that that's what it's going to be like and knowing that um, it's going to be that, you know, that there's that consistency there. That again to me is is key and will help you build because there'll be strength there and when you add things to it 
it will it will grow rather than detract you yeah, know yeah. you'll be you'll be focused on that forward movement rather than getting distracted by all the different mm. things you could be doing mm. um and i guess if i was going to say one last thing i'd just say keep it simple yeah yeah like particularly if you feel like you're a small church or you don't feel like you've got a lot of resource just focus on the key things the things that are important to you um and again consistent week to week the easiest way to achieve that yeah. is to simplify it down and not try and do too many things and don't make excuses that you're making it simple like it's a good thing just, just, yeah. yeah it's just a good it. thing no absolutely yeah. yeah and i think that um again that authenticity that shines through that yeah. will attract people mm. will draw people in and will make it something you'll create something that people want to mm. be a part of by keeping it authentic and keeping it um, consistent and just keeping it simple. Yeah. Nathan? Well, it's so it's good. Okay. Yeah. So good. And um, that's it. That's all we've got time for. I'm sure we'll be jumping into another creative worship, songwriting. I, I think let people know about yeah. the creative resources that well, are available. Yeah, yeah. So if you go to icon.church forward slash open, we have uh, lots of creative resources that'll help you in building uh, teams, building you know practical things, and even uh, tracks for some of our songs that are on there that we've written uh, at Icon Church. Also want to encourage you to check out icon music on wherever you consume uh your music but it's been great to be together thanks nathan yeah. oh thanks and for having me down. guys big love to april yeah cheers and, 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 all the, all and, the and nova and roman <laughs> and uh, roman will be on drums when he's four years old but that's it for this episode it's been so good to share uh around the whole thing of creative team building the church and just want to say thank you for listening remember to rate review subscribe wherever you're consuming this content drop us a message if you want any help with anything drop us a comment if you have any questions uh we'd love to hear from you and let me just remind you again icon.church forward slash open go on there there are free resources not just around creative but around many areas in church well that's been it for today's episode and we look forward to seeing you next time on the church explained podcast